Today's podcast episode is sponsored by the Afterlife Awareness Conference. The Afterlife Conference will be virtual again this year in 2021, and we hope you'll join us online June 24th through the 27th. As we have done for the last 11 years, we unite the disciplines in exploring the survival of consciousness after death, offering wisdom from hospice professionals, physicians, mediums, shamans, scholars, and counselors who share a deep understanding of death and beyond. This year, we are honored to have Dr. Robert Thurman, a worldwide authority on Indo-Tibetan Buddhism, as our keynote speaker. He'll be teaching us how to die like a Tibetan Buddhist and is also offering a workshop on Buddhist cosmology. We are also proud to feature returning scholar Dr. Ken Doka, senior consultant to the Hospice Foundation of America, who will talk about the mystical experiences of the dying, and Dr. Jeff Black, a psychiatrist who is also a shamanic practitioner who works with ritual practices for death and bereavement. In addition, we have general sessions addressing everything from music, Phantology and death doula work to ancestral healing practices and grief support. And there are continuing education credits available for licensed professionals. Visit our website at afterlifeconference.com for all the details. We look forward to seeing you there. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I am very excited about this topic today because I have been so far in a 16-day out of 30-day trial, uh, and I'm learning about scalar energy. And we have Tom Palladino on the show today, who is a researcher of scalar energy based in Florida. And I think that he is going to do it way more justice explaining what exactly scalar energy is than I would in this introduction. But it's been pretty interesting to try this out. and uh, Tom, I'd like to welcome you to the Path 11 podcast. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So give us a little more background first uh, within you. Okay. So um, let my audience know a little bit about your history and then bring us up to date with what got you interested in researching scalar energy because I had never heard of it before. This right. is the first for me. So I'm excited to talk about something I've never talked about before on our show. Well, actually, you're an expert in scalar energy. You just don't realize that. Scalar energy, what is that? It's sunlight or starlight. I'm a researcher of scalar energy, which is the initial energy of the sun and the stars. Now, a synonymous name for scalar energy would be prana, or perhaps chi or zero-point energy. So my point is this. There are two energies in the universe. There are two forms of light. Electromagnetic energy that we're very familiar with, electricity and magnetism, But there's another spectrum, there's another dimension, which is scalar energy. And scalar energy is now becoming accepted. We're now starting to realize that there's something more than electricity. And with that said, I've devoted my life to this other type of energy, scalar energy. And it's so promising what it offers. It it, uh, someday will, will replace the electrical grid that we're using today. So I am a scalar energy researcher. 
Yeah, interesting. I remember watching a couple of the videos that you had on your website and kind of educating myself a little bit about it. And I wanted you to explain for me the concept of how the energy and, you know, what you have founded kind of gets to us. And you gave the example of our cell phones. You know, it's like seeing these waves that we can't see that are going through the air, yet they're still connecting us. And you kind of compared scalar energy to be the same thought process or giving us an example of the way that we can understand how scalar energy works. Sure, sure. So um, let's go back to that. Uh, When we're working with a cell phone, we're receiving some type of electromagnetic energy, some type of microwave energy. And with that said, a, a electromagnetic energy travels over the course of time. It travels a distance. Now, the exception with scalar energy is it does not travel. It's omnipresent. So if you look at a scalar dimension, it's, it's a present dimension in which the energy pre-exists. The energy pre-exists. The intelligence pre-exists. So you don't, you don't send um, energy by way of a frequency modulation as you would with the electromagnetic spectrum. To the contrary, in a scalar energy spectrum, there is no frequency. That information pre-exists in every time frame and in every spatial capacity. So by that, I mean a scalar energy paradigm allows you instantaneous communication. Instantaneous communication. And this is one of the fundaments that I've discovered with scalar energy. It transcends time and space. So scalar energy is the instantaneous communicator of the universe. It's, it's thought form. Some people say it's the grace of God or consciousness. Now, compare that to the electromagnetic spectrum where you are bound by time and space. The electromagnetic paradigm in which you have to depend upon a signal, a frequency delivering instructions. To the contrary, scalar energy serves as infinite instructions, infinite instructions at the present moment. Okay, so it's kind of like, like you said, that omnipresence, it's already here, we're in it. It's like the field. A lot of people refer to it as the field. field. Thank you. The quantum field. The quantum field. Okay. All right. So let's um, talk a little bit about what your program is, because, um, you know, when I was contacted uh, by you and your staff, I saw that you had a 30 day trial. So I was like, well, if I'm going to interview him, I might as well try this. So sign me up. (laughs) And so the process was that I had to provide you a photo of myself and then the photo gets sent uh, to you. And then the way that I understand it is that this scalar light is then, and I could be interpreting this wrong, like being um, sent to my picture. And there are three things that are happening in this 30 day cleanse, if you will. Yes. There's, we're working on the chakra system. We're working on removing um, toxins. I'm, I don't know if I'm using all the phrases, right? Cause I have to go back in my email. And then there's one other thing that is happening to help the overall body come into balance. Yes. So yes. what are the three things that are happening? Exactly? Yeah, you've done your homework. Congratulations. So when I'm working with people, I work with them remotely. People send me photographs. People will email photographs to us. There, there is no in-person session because we're not working in the electromagnetic paradigm. So we work with you energetically by way of your photograph. Your photograph is in the quantum field. 
Okay? Your photograph is the quantum field. And in so doing, I've discovered a process whereby I can send energy into your photograph to destroy the pathogens in your body, to balance your chakras, and to create, to assemble nutrients in your body, nutrients such as vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. But bear in mind, this is not an in-person physical treatment. This is an energetic treatment by way of the quantum field on your photograph. Now, here's an analogy for you. When you get a cell phone call from somebody, that's the, if you will, the electromagnetic field in which a voice is modulated and travels at a distance. Obviously, your friend is not in your cell phone. Okay. It's their energetic signal. And when I'm working with a photograph, this is my photograph. If I were to place my photograph inside a scalar energy instrument, the instrument would access the photograph. Obviously, I'm not inside a scalar energy instrument, just as your friend is not inside your cell phone. So this is a new and emerging science, scalar energy, in which we can access your quantum field by your photograph. And in so doing, we can destroy, eradicate pathogens, balance the seven chakras, as you mentioned, and we can also create in your body nutrients, antioxidants, amino acids, etc. Okay, so then my, and, and I'm really just asking for clarification too, and I always tell my audience I'm the open-minded skeptic, right? So what's the difference between me just taking my photograph and putting it outside in the sun if, if I have access to this field, yeah. this quantum field, and with my intent, I put myself in scalar energy, um, why can't I, can I just do this? Or what is this thing that you're talking about that you're putting the photo in the scalar energy device? Okay. Um, I do have uh, devices. They are, these are scalar energy instruments. So these instruments control the scalar energy spectrum, the scalar energy dimension. Now, you, you mentioned that, uh, why can't you just place your photograph in the sun? Excellent. That's one way to get scalar energy. So this is my point. Scalar energy is produced by the sun and the stars. So we are awash with scalar energy or, or chi or prana or zero point energy. But Sadly, we don't recognize that there is another spectrum than that of electromagnetic energy. If you speak to many physicists today, they would not consider that there's two energies. Well, there are two energies. So we are going to concentrate today on the scalar energy spectrum in which, yes, you can take your photograph and place it in the sun and you will receive scalar energy. Or you don't really have to place it inside the sun because scalar energy is all around you. Scalar energy is in your home. It's in your cell phone. It's everywhere. So my point is this. My instruments control scalar energy. Whereas when, when you have a photograph, you place it in the sun or a photograph simply is sitting on a coffee table, that's fine. It's experiencing scalar energy, but you're not controlling scalar energy. My instruments allow me to control, to harness, not only harness, but control, and then to instruct scalar energy. So with my instruments, I can instruct, now consider this, instruct the destruction of viruses, bacteria, fungi, instruct the instrument to balance our seven chakras, and instruct the instrument to create micronutrients. So that's the key, having an instrument that can control the energy. So here's an analogy. Uh, when we first discovered electricity, or at least theorized that electricity existed, 
we were perhaps looking at a lightning storm. Or some people say that Ben Franklin uh, flew a kite during a storm. And, you know, all of this is, is empirical. All of this is by way of observation. But we were never able to control electricity until men like Tesla and Edison and Westinghouse. Well, that's where we're at right now with scalar energy. Nobody can control scalar energy except myself and a few other people because they don't have the instruments. So 200 years ago, we could not control electricity, but we theorized that it, was, that it existed. We observed it in nature. And today a parallel is there's another energy, scalar energy. And we're just starting to control and harness that energy. And this is my prediction. What we achieve with electricity will be far eclipsed with what we will achieve with scalar energy. Okay. And when you say you can control, your instruments can control the scalar energy to do those three things. Yes. How, how do you do that? Like, how do you control the scalar energy? Is it just with intent? No, these are scientific instruments. Um, uh, I've, I've worked under a, a, a great inventor. His name was Hieronymus, and I actually inherited some of his notes and his instruments. And I'm working with a brilliant engineer today. And we are able to reconstruct a Tesla instrument or a Hieronymus instrument. Now, these are exceptional instruments. If, if you will, somebody had to invent the first computer or a series of computers. Somebody had to invent the first light bulb, the first cell phone, the first satellite, the first transistor. That's where we are at today. We have the, the initial functioning scalar energy instruments. This is really a, a scientific uh, a watershed event as far as I'm concerned. The initial scalar energy instruments, we are able to, to um, build such custom built instruments. Okay. And I know I saw a couple of pictures on your website too, kind of holding these, uh, they kind of look like Star Wars swords um, or fluorescent light tubes. Is that the instrument that I'm seeing in those pictures or is that something totally different? Or is that like That's the instrument in the background. What I'm doing, I'm taking a a, um, fluorescent tube in my hand and it's not plugged into anything. And then I take that fluorescent tube and I pass it close to the instrument. And because the instrument if you will, scalarizes or energizes a specific location, I can, I can illuminate a fluorescent tube in my hand in the vicinity of a scalar energy instrument. So what I'm trying to demonstrate is in my laboratory, it is a scalar energy environment. It's energized with scalar energy. And I'm able to illuminate a, a fluorescent tube in my hand, in my bare hand, uh, without any uh, outside uh, electrification, so to speak. Gotcha. Okay. Um, So here's another question that I have. I sent uh, you two pictures and one was a picture of me in 2015 when I felt really vibrant. I was training for a half marathon and I was much more active than I am in this COVID time and sent you a more recent picture. And I was just wondering, uh, does that matter? Would the scalar energy, depending upon the picture that you chose, would it be healing those three areas in my quantum field back in 2015? Or does the scalar energy recognize just me who I am as an energy being? And it doesn't matter what picture I gave you. If I gave you a picture of myself when I was a baby girl, um, I was curious to know if that 
interacted with the scalar energy any differently because you know like we do know that there is really no such thing as time right so where is it going to so i didn't know if um either picture would i was thinking if if the scalar energy can bring 2015 me back into 2020 body that would be awesome yeah good good point when people submit a photograph to me we're always working with them in the present moment. Why? Because scalar energy is always in the present moment. There is no past. There is no future. What do I mean by that? When you're in a scalar energy dimension, you're, you really are immortal. If, if we were in a perfect scalar energy dimension, we would not age. So when I'm working in this dimension of scalar energy, there's only the present moment. Now, what am I getting at? That means all events in the past and all events in the future are still coalesced and funneled into the present moment. So many people will send me a photograph that might be 10 or 15 years old. I'm not treating a person when they're 10 years old or 15 years old or, 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 or at least in the past. You're always being treated in the present. Now, that opens up another consideration. Well, if scalar energy is, is controlling time, then it's, it's the cause of time. And what I've observed is, in a scalar wave, you can go back in time. If scalar energy is a double helix, and it, if you rotate that double helix in one direction, you go back in time. If you reverse that rotation, you go forward in time. So this is the simple fundament of time. In other words, scalar, specifically a scalar wave, is the cause of time. Reverse a scalar wave, you go back in time. Advance a scalar wave, rotate in the opposite direction, you go forward in time. Now, what's clear to me is that all of the stars in the universe, or at least the discernible universe, are slightly advancing in time. They're, they're if you will, rotating in a coordinated, uniform fashion. Hence, time is moving forward in the universe. But if, if God were to reverse that rotation, we would go back in time. Very interesting. All right. Now let's talk about placebo effect, placebo and non-sebo effect. The emails that I get on a daily basis are very inspirational, suggestive, if you will. You, you should be feeling great by now. Do you feel your energy levels? You know, and I know that the placebo effect is real. Our right. mind is very powerful. And I love that portion of it because I think that that in itself backed up with this scalar energy, I think is really good for people to, you know, you get it first thing in the morning. It's like, yeah, okay, today's going to be a great day. And, you know, you guys um, kind of put in there things to look out for, monitor your energy levels, your breath can be better, your skin can feel better, um, you know, having more levels of energy. So um, is there a play at all with the placebo effect as well in encouraging people to um, take notice of these things that they might be feeling that are for optimal health. There has to be, and I, and I hope there is. And I want people to be positive, okay? So, you know, you really have two options in life, to be happy or, or miserable. It's, it's that, to me, it's that simple. So I try and be a very positive person. And I try and convey that in our, in our email, daily email distribution. Um, is the placebo effect part of this healing process? Yes, it is. I'm sure it is. But I'll also mention that in the past, I've had a third party experiment with me and with a Petri dish, with the Petri dish, we were able with the scalar energy instrument to destroy uh, algae in, inside a Petri dish. 
Now, obviously, a Petri dish is, is not alive. And the ability to, to work um, with a Petri dish and to destroy the protozoan, the algae inside a Petri dish, it, it really, that, that serves to at least give us an indication that this is much more than a placebo effect. That yes, indeed, we are controlling the molecular bonds of, say, parasites, in this case, protozoan, algae, and we're able to break down um, uh, unicelled microorganisms with this instrument. And if I've been able to do that with a Petri dish, then I would say that working energetically with people, I should be able to do that likewise. Yeah. um, And that leads me to another question, too. I was curious to know, like, if you've done any other type of, you know, clinical trials. I don't know if clinical trial is the right um, word to use, because I know if you end up signing up for this um, to get like your monthly treatments, I think. And if I'm wrong, let me know, like one hundred and thirty nine dollars a month, which I thought, wow, this guy's got to be pretty confident in what 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 this is in order to be able to charge 139 a month for some people that's a car payment you know um so um you know have you had people in any testing phases um you know did you do any sham scalar energy um did you take people's blood before and after and any anything like that before you actually started kind of getting this out there on the market um, Yes, I did. I I did years of experimentation. I've been at this for 40 years now. And and prior to bringing this public, I I had been working with tens of thousands of people. So to to speak to your uh, various questions, there cannot be a clinical trial. Why? I work with photographs. Now, keep in mind, this is a new science. It's a new approach. And uh, frankly, I don't consider this medicine. To me, this is not medicine. This obviously is not Western medicine. I don't know anybody in the world who's working with photographs. So I cannot perform a clinical trial on photographs. Remember, I only work with photographs. I don't work with people. There's no in-person session. And then to, to further that point, I allow people to submit to us test results, diagnostic test results, testimonies, et cetera. That's, that's to their election. I don't force them to do that. But there is a strong uh, correlation between our sessions and favorable reviews or favorable testimonies. Now, keep in mind, I can only bear witness to the fact that by energetically treating their photograph, do they feel better? I, I cannot say that I've ever treated a person uh, in the flesh. I haven't. I don't. The instrument doesn't work that way. So what I'm getting at is this is a new approach to science. It will need new diagnostic testing. It will need a new vocabulary, a new consideration. Okay? Just the, the terms that I use are, are specific to the scalar energy force field. It's, it has nothing to do with Newtonian physics. It has nothing to do with Western medicine. I don't work with Newtonian physics. I don't work with Western medicine. So my approach is new, it's unique, and hence it will take a new and unique testing and examination, consideration. It's a brand new field of science. So I, I try and stay away from anything that would be considered Western medicine because that would be confusing. And I don't want to confuse people that this is Western medicine. It's not. Yeah, so, but 
I guess my other question, though, is, is that you're still claiming, though, that pathogens and viruses can right. be eliminated. So that's not, I understand that you're just working with photographs, right. but you're not just working with photographs, you're working within the energetic um, construct of a human being that's providing you a photograph. Exactly. I'm working with the photograph. Now, here's the distinction. I never say that I can destroy uh, viruses, bacteria, and fungi in people. I observe that on their energetic force field, in their quantum field, because I never work with people in the flesh. For me to make that statement, people would have to be inside my laboratory. They're not. So I am working in a different dimension, which is the photographic dimension or the quantum dimension. And there's a big difference here. I, I'm working with non-physical energy, which is scalar energy. And I'm working with the quantum field of a photograph, which is non-physical. I'm not working with physical reality with physical people. So this is a new branch of science. And we, we, we have to make that division. And I try and make that very clear on my website. This has nothing to do with Western thought, with Western medicine. It has nothing to do with Newtonian physics. It's a brand new science, and it's going to take a brand new understanding of, of healing, of wellness, and, and, and just the nature of reality. It, to be quite blunt, I'm working in a different dimension. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And I love that you're so much on the cutting edge. And I'm sure a lot of people think that you're crazy and that you're going to be one of these people that like Tom Palladino was talking about this back in, you know, 2020. So um, I, I, I do love this concept of it. But even though you're working in a different dimension, working in a different dimension can still possibly affect this dimension. It can. Very good. But we've never been able to establish that with Newtonian physics. And that's the entire point. Here's, this is my point. My photograph is the mirror image of me. But you cannot prove that according to Newtonian physics. You can only prove that to the new and emerging science in which I am one of the proponents. So to, to, to try and prove this by way of our Newtonian concept of physics, you cannot do that. Because because the electromagnetic spectrum is not the scalar spectrum. So there are two different languages. You can't compare the apple to the orange. They're both distinct. And I, I in no way do, do I want to divest myself and work with Newtonian physics or Western medicine or Western thought. There's plenty of proponents doing that. I don't consider myself working within that paradigm. I'm a trailblazer. And as such, I'm trailblazing this new science. And that's a very good point. So will we able to ever be able to make the connection between a photograph and a person? Only if we can do so with the scalar energy paradigm, because that connection cannot be made according to Newtonian physics, or at least I've never heard such a connection. Yeah, so is also the way that you're describing this a little bit in kind of like what, um, you know, quantum physicists are talking about now about this virtual reality that really we aren't this body, we are just an avatar. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's what it alludes to. Yes. So imagine this. I don't, I don't treat a person, I treat the mirror like image. If you are staring at the mirror, I'm not working with you as a person, I'm working with the mirror. And I'm saying that the mirror in a scalar energy dimension is a copy of you. 
I never work with people. I don't want to work with people because pe people are an impediment. The physical world is an impediment. What I'm trying to introduce to mankind is non-physical reality. It's a different reality. Right. And, and a person inside the office of a chiropractor is a physical person, obviously. I don't work with physical people. I work with non-physical reality. And that's the new and emerging science that so few people really grasp yet. Yeah. You know, I know I, if you haven't talked to him or looked at his work, you got to look up Tom Campbell. That's all he talks about. Mm. Uh, the non-physical reality. He calls it the NPR. And uh, his book is My Big Toe. So I, it'd be awesome to bring the two of you together to have a conversation about this, because um, that's all that he's trying to teach, too, in uh, advancing consciousness. And he also holds that theory that basically, or in one big video game, it's a virtual reality here, and that, you know, we can... Um, you know, change the future probability realities and and things of that sort. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's done by the cause. Now, here's this is the kit and caboodle. Why am I spending so much time and energy with scalar energy? It's the information of the universe. And what follows is physical reality. Right. I'd much rather concentrate on the cause than the effect. When when you go to a chiropractor or a massage therapist, that that's the effect. Of, of improper diet, of, of poor living. I'd like to get to you before that in the energetic field. Gotcha. The energetic field is non-physical reality, very good. And it has nothing to do with Newtonian physics. And it has nothing to do with the physical constitution of a person. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's talk about my experience because I want you to walk me through this because I'm having some physical experiences in my physical body <laughs> and some of it could be placebo and some of it could be non-cebo. Um, I started my 30-day trial on January 14th. Some of the things that you suggest that we might feel or experience happened. Um, I would say that I did notice uh, cleaner breath especially waking up in the morning. That was one thing. I had two little um, dry patches on my hands, but I live in the Northeast and it's winter time. It's super cold. And uh, right when I started this, it was about 34 degrees out. And I was like, all right, if this thing works, maybe these patches are going to go away on my skin. But the weather was warm. It was above 30 degrees. So normally my hands stay smooth. The temperature dropped a little bit, had some dry skin, but noticeably these thicker patches have stayed very small. Um, I was also questioning and wondering, because I'm not necessarily a person, I don't struggle with sleep. I take no medications. I'm overall a very healthy person. Um, I don't have, you know, like a lot of anxiety or depression or, you know, anything like that. So I'm not somebody that's already struggling with energy or sleep or anything medically, let's say, even though this isn't treating the physical person, per se. Into day eight, I had um, some physical sensations that brought me to urgent care. I had a restriction in my chest. Uh, I was struggling to breathe. I had sharp pain. I thought I was having a heart attack. Um, so I went. I had my blood work done, a chest x-ray done, um, an EKG. Everything comes back perfectly fine. 
Uh, I ended up having a COVID test because we're in the COVID. I had no exposure to COVID, so but to be safe. And I just got my results uh, last night. It's January 29th that we're recording this now. So the COVID test came back negative. So there's a part of me that was thinking, well, I can't tell my Western medicine doctors that I have this scalar energy light that's like shining on my picture right now. And maybe I am releasing something. Maybe I'm releasing something in my heart chakra. Maybe I am releasing some toxins that are giving me some of these physical sensations. But then being honest, a part of me says, holy shit, what if it is the scalar light? And maybe I should stop this treatment because the only thing that I changed in my life um, at day eight, you know, I start on the 14th and then eight days later, I'm in an urgent care and I haven't been in an urgent care. I can't tell you how many years. Mm-hmm. So then my mind started to say, maybe I should stop the treatment. Um, because maybe there is something that's going on that is affecting my breathing, my chest, my chest, the heart chakra. And then I started to get scared of it. So help me out. <laughs> I- I, I think what you're telling me is, is, is valid. I can't make the connection between my work and, and uh, your visit to the hospital. Um, and everything, anything's possible. So I, I'm open to anything. I, I only can mention one commonality that you spoke of. Many times people tell me that they feel that their breath is fresh and clean. And what do I attribute that to? Well, on a daily basis, we work with germs, pathogens. We're able to destroy viruses, bacteria, and fungi. And many people say that they have a clean, fresh feeling in their mouth. Okay. Why? Because over, overnight, you're, you're building up, you're breathing in bacteria and fungi. And when I work with you early in the morning with a pathogenic lens, many people say, yes, they, they feel the pathogenic lens. Their sinuses will clear. Perhaps they feel that their palate is clear. They no longer have a biofilm on their tongue, on their teeth. But your visit to the hospital, that's quite, I, I, that's quite unique. And uh, our, the people that work with me don't report that. But I, I can't discount that. So I'm open to any any situation. I'm open to any comment. I have to be. Yeah. And and I'm open to the process, you know, because I do understand that I believe in my own experience, I've done a lot of work, you know, with energy, um, you know, different healing modality types. So I also get the concept that we're not just working on the physical body. I understand the way that energy moves. So I'm also open to saying, Okay, you know, 43 years old, I might have a lot of gunk up in the heart chakra area. And this light is supposed to be, you know, working within my chakra system. And maybe there are some things that um, are happening that I can't really put into words. Because when you get blood work back in, in Western medicine, and my CBC count was fine. My white blood cell count was fine. My red blood cell count was fine. My liver functioning, kidney functionings. Um, two cardiac tests were done. A, a beautiful chest x-ray. A negative COVID test. To me, I know that because we are so much more than the physical body, that there could be something healing that cannot be picked up in Western medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe the seven chakras are composed of scalar energy. And I believe the instruments that I have are very powerful scalar energy instruments that will influence the seven scalar chakras. So many people tell me that our process is spiritually or emotionally cathartic, that it's cleansing for them. And I I would say that's a commonality with many people, that 
keep in mind the chakras are non-physical, they're scalar energy. Western medicine has never uh, set, set their, uh, uh, made any decisive opinion about the seven chakras. They can't, they're invisible. And if it's scalar energy, well, most people in Western medicine today only consider the electromagnetic spectrum. So perhaps what you experienced was some type of a release, some type of correction, some type of a, a release of a phobia or a fear. We've, we've seen that with many people when we correct, when we balance the seven chakras. Okay, so maybe I, I'm healing my fear of death because <laughs> I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? You're not going to die. You're not going to die. <laughs> um, so I know that uh, I've read a couple of articles, too, that um, – you have had some people that had the COVID virus give you feedback after using scalar light. Uh, would you like to talk about that? Yeah. Um, again, I have to underscore every time I work with people, it's energetically by way of their photograph, but I will say that everybody that's currently under my program, nobody has tested positive for, for COVID-19. Nobody has been rushed to the hospital with COVID-19 symptoms. So, you know, I, I, again, to me, for me to make a connection between the non-physical and the physical world, I, I don't do that because it would be not only impossible, but irresponsible. I only work with the quantum field. And all of my comments hence have to center upon the quantum field. So this is my point. When I work with people's photographs, I can eradicate COVID-19 energetically on their photograph. Again, I never work with any human being or animal in the flesh, in person, so to speak. So all of my work is with non-physical reality with photographs. And everything I say on my website or any podcast, I'll, I'll say it now, on your photograph, I can energetically cleanse COVID-19. So let me ask you this. Um, have you thought, for the sake of the world, can you put a picture of COVID-19 in your scalar instrument? Because like you said, you want to treat the cause before the effect. Right. And of this global pandemic that we're having, if you have the ability in the quantum field to eradicate the COVID-19 virus, mm. um, have you done it? Can you do it? Why not? <laughs> I mean, That's, the, that's yeah. a good point. In order for me to, to successfully access a person's quantum field, I need a photograph of that person. So I can't just take a satellite photograph of the earth. In other words, I need a photograph of people's flesh. But due to the pandemic and due to this heightened uh, risk around the world, on an, on an average basis now, I'm, I'm working with probably half a million people a day. What do I mean by that? There are Christian missionaries around the world that send me photographs. They'll send me here. Here's an example. This is a collage that was sent to me. On any given day, I'm, I'm working with half a million people by way of their photograph. So in many ways, I'm preventing the, the spread of COVID because I'm working with half a million people by way of their photograph. Now, again, I cannot take a photograph of the earth because you would actually need a photograph of every person, some part of their skin. But that, that let's, let's try and amplify that thought. Eventually, people will send me hundreds of millions or, or billions of photographs of people around the world. And then we will be able to stop a, a pandemic because I will be able to energetically treat billions of people energetically by way of their photograph.
But can't you, there's a, there's photographs of what the virus itself looks like. So what's the difference between a photograph of a virus and a photograph of a human being? And then if you were able to kind of zap out that algae, and that's not a photograph of a human being, but you were able to prove that the scalar light had an effect, why not take a picture of the virus? That's a good point. But there's, there are countless reservoirs for COVID-19 now. Um, it, it's past the, it's from from one from one culture to another. From it's it's obviously cross cross border, and many animals have it now. In other words, in order for me to eradicate COVID nineteen from the planet, I'd have to have a photograph of every person, animal, microorganism that is carrying COVID nineteen. I guess, but what I don't understand, though, is going back to treating the cause before it gets to the physical body, because you're not working with physical people, you're working with the pictures, and you're working in the quantum field in another dimension. So in my mind, I might be thinking of it wrong, it doesn't make even sense to me to work in the people, work on the virus, work on the cause of what has gotten into people, and start there in something that is before it's even created and manifested into physical form. Because before COVID came, it had to exist in the reality that you're working in. You're right, it did. And it and still exists in that reality. So right. in order for me to destroy any microorganism, I need a photograph of of every microorganism that it infects. For instance, COVID-19. Frankly, billions of people have already been exposed to COVID-19, whether they realize it or not. And animals have been exposed. And COVID-19 now, many people say, is, is in our sewage system. I would need a photograph of every person, animal, insect that's carrying COVID-19 in order to treat every person, animal, insect, including sewage water, to eradicate COVID-19. So I cannot just eradicate COVID-19 from the planet. My instrument works upon photographs. Only by instructing my instrument to treat everything in a photograph will COVID-19 be eradicated in those photographs. So I would have to photograph all of nature in order to destroy COVID-19. It's impossible. Mm. Fascinating conversation, Tom. Love it. <laughs> you you get it. You understand. You know, again, this has nothing to do with Western thought. It's not Western medicine. It's not Newtonian physics. It's a new branch of physics. Yeah. And I can see where it can be, you know, challenging to have to, you know, do some of these interviews because we are so trained in Western thought. We are so attached to the physical, to the physical body. I mean, I think Western medicine is great for, it can give us some sort of data. I mean, I don't know if, if that would ever hold weight in what you're trying to explore in this other dimension, but it is something that can be measured. And I guess that's the, that's the tough thing with this. It's so hard. How do we as, you know, beings in these physical bodies, can we measure it? And that's what we love, right? We love to be able to see the proof. And we don't like to believe in things that we cannot see. Yeah. And, and to speak to that point, I, I've not been able to measure scalar energy. So the, the, as the future unfolds, we have to really rely upon, do people feel better? Or, or we have to, by way of naked eye examination, look at a before and after event, a before and after event. This is, this is the realm of consciousness, and you can't measure it. You can't put it in a beaker. So this is a new way of thinking.
Yeah. Yeah. And a way to challenge people. Uh, and I love it. So, um, and, and also, like you said, it's based on the experience, right? You have to be able to come from the being level yeah. to provide that feedback. Yeah. All right. Well, Tom, thanks. I really, really appreciated this interview. I love the fact that I actually had a chance to talk to you and give you some feedback with my experience and ask you some of the tough questions that I had, you know, in my head kind of going around about this. But can you let people know a little bit more about your 30 day trial, uh, where they can uh, find you? And uh, we'll end there. Yeah, our website is scalarlight.com. Visit the website and anybody in the world can sign up for a free trial. We will accept photographs of 15 family members. And remember to include your pets. Your pets will benefit from that. Scalarlight.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks for introducing us to the Scalar Energy. And uh, keep, keep being that, that trailblazer, okay? We need people like you in the world. Thank you so much for your understanding. Thanks again for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that show. And don't forget to head on over to path11tv.com. Grab your annual membership for $59. Remember, that is 40% off the regular price. So I really want you to take advantage of our launch deal of $59. You get over 75 hours of content that we have on there. So head on over to path11tv.com. Take advantage of the annual membership. All right, guys, take care.